0: The Bucket List with B.P. and Diana Simons.
1: Good morning, Baby.
0: Morning, Di. What's happening?
1: Well, I I saw a photo on Facebook of you the other day. Yeah. You were actually having some nachos, I think, in Sydney.
0: Yeah, I've been up in Sydney for a bit of uh, work stuff. Thought I'd try a four star hotel as you do.
1: Let's just say the picture (laughs) of the nachos didn't look very enticing. Tell me about this experience.
0: Well, put it this way there was a centimetre deep of greasy kind of waste at the bottom of the nachos.
1: This was Nacho's waste or your waste?
0: (laughs) I tell you what, it was my waste in the end. I haven't recovered. It was horrendous. I've stayed in that hotel before, by the way, yeah, and uh, yeah. the nachos was pretty good. But uh, this time, no good. Dimes, I was looking forward to it.
1: In the picture, you actually ate it all, though.
0: No, you didn't see the pile of stuff I'd scooped out of the bowl to put the one side to take the dodgy picture, see?
1: But the leftover oh, look did look pretty horrendous. Disgusting. It was awful.
0: It was, dis- yeah, disgraceful behavior. I told him.
1: What did they say?
0: Oh, sorry. They it did- was literally Oh, sorry about that.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I know.
0: I thought, okay, that's customer service for you.
1: Hey, you know what? It's a funny one because, uh, you know, getting up early in the morning, I, I kind of, I woke up before my alarm, did this morning. Really? Yeah. I don't know,
0: get that issue. <laughs> by, <laughs>
1: everyone in the studios is looking at me like, what? No, you've never had that where your body actually just wakes yeah, up before yeah, your yeah. alarm? How does that happen? do No, know. It's
0: an unknown factor. Da. You have to talk to scientists. I like sport, though. I like sport.
1: That's true. That's true. We've got some uh, interesting people we're chatting to this morning, Beefy. Yeah,
0: we do. Actually, uh, I'm very. I'm looking forward to talk to this uh, the first guest because uh, I want to know all about it. Because this is uh, this event is on my bucket. list. So I want. I wanted to tell us exactly what went on in Finland.
1: Yeah, we're going to be speaking soon to Lily Rock and Roll. She was the Australian contender for the Air Char Championships.
0: We've had her on before. Just before she went, actually, just after she won the Australian Championship and she was just about to go to Finland wasn't she?
1: Ah yeah absolutely so uh, we'll find out all about that they've got some crazy stuff happening in Finland though they've got extreme knitting there's also the wife carrying competition as well yeah
0: they do wife carrying they they, they used to hold the World Sauna Championships over there but the uh, sauna championships are now banned because it got so extreme somebody died in the sauna so they don't do the sauna championships anymore they basically cook to death die just to win the World Sauna Championships
1: what is about those Nordic countries where they like to sit in the saunas and they run outside and get into the ice baths.
0: Oh well, there are different class of people. The uh, the I'm going to call them the Scandinavians. It's all that darkness in winter. Sea just does them in.
1: Have you been there?
0: Been to oh, I've been to Finland. I've been to Sweden, Norway. Uh, been to Greenland.
1: Mm-hmm. And did you do the the, the ice bath outside?
0: No, I'm you, not stupid.
1: Did you do the sauna?
0: No, not really. They are the Swedes. Love a love a bit of sauna action as well, but uh, they build their own in the backyards.
1: I wonder if they wear clothes in the sauna.
0: No, they nude up, man. Oh, nude no, up. Is,
1: this is so different from when I went to the gym. As I said to you, I went a couple of weeks. ago. You go ago. to a nude gym? No. Oh. I wish I did.
0: Because <laughs> <It's> a, no. <laughs> hello. I'm going to no, your gym.
1: Because I went into the sauna, I wore yeah. my bathers, and you know what everyone wore into the sauna.
0: Absolutely nothing. A towel.
1: Active wear. In a sauna? Yep. Ladies had on their really? leggings and singlets. They took in their tablets. It is weird, beefy. It's not right. Why should I be wearing my They mine took in babies? their tablet.
0: Don't Wouldn't it fog up in a sauna?
1: You'd think so. Headphones, you name it. I weird. Know, I
0: don't think you go to a weird <laughs> You need a new gym, die. I think. You really do.
1: (laughs) Right, whatever. Also, we're going to be chatting to Judith Lucy.
0: Oh, Judith Lucy. Do you think she took up lawn bowls? She's, you know, very friendly with Mick Malloy. Do you think she took up lawn bowls after Cracker Jack?
1: Actually, let's ask her that We will. We should. Let's see if she's ever actually played. Anything. I don't think she's played much. I think she's very
0: much anti-sport.
1: I think she is. Yeah, so
0: it's going to be interesting being on our show.
1: We'll see if we can convert her. (laughs)
0: Let's try not to. Does your sporting club or community group need help with fundraising? My Club Shop is your essential fundraising partner. This free service is simple to use and can provide a -a 12-month-a-year revenue stream. With support from great companies like Samsung and TCL and new features being added daily, this revolutionary platform is a complete game-changer. Did we mention it's all free? All you have to do is log on to myclubshop.com.au to register your interest and one of their friendly team will get in touch straight away. That's myclubshop.com.au and it's all free! What more do you need? Good morning, you're on the Bucky list. We are joined by Daniel Ciccone from Sportsnet Holidays. We're going to look at the Italian motorcycle GP for next year. This could well be the last time we see Valentino Rossi on a Moto GP bike.
2: There's the first reason why you've got to travel to the Italian motorcycle Grand Prix next year. Friday the 29th of May uh, to Sunday the uh, 31st of May. Why not escape the cold and, and head for the, the European summer? This is a true bucket list event for every fan of motorcycle racing. It's one of, if not the most anticipated rounds of the year. I like to think it's the equivalent of the, of the Monaco F1 in the world of motorcycle racing. It's the one that all riders want to win. It's a true destination event. You're really travelling for the things to see and do uh, that are near the event, just as much, if not more, than the event itself. You know, I love the fact it's uh, within an hour to an hour and a half of the Ducati factory, the Ferrari factory, the Land Lamborghini factory, the Pagani factory, Hmm. the Maserati factory. The Tuscany region is just one of the most beautiful uh, and world-class regions in the world. Why not attend the Italian MotoGP and experience Florence, Pisa, Siena, San Gimignano?
0: Mugello's got a big, big place in the history of motorcycle racing. What is so special about this circuit?
2: It's the fastest race on the MotoGP calendar in terms of speed. Andrea Dovizioso, so Dovi, as he's known at, uh, reached 357 kilometres per hour this year. You know, that's aeroplane territory, isn't it? The track is owned by Ferrari. It's used for testing development of their road and Formula One cars. It's not on the Formula One calendar, however, it's widely praised by the drivers. They love it. A seating capacity of 50,000, which is enormous. So the atmosphere, when it's full of passionate fans, is just Out to this world, it's a special place for Valentino Rossi. Number one, he's Italian. It's his home race. Grew up in Urbino, which is about three hours southeast of Mugello. The atmosphere is just incredible. He won every race at this circuit between 2002 and 2008, the most consecutive wins of a single race. What kind of packages are you putting together? Four nights accommodation, staying in beautiful Florence, Fidenza. breakfast daily. On the Friday, we're taking all our clients to the Ducati Museum. We've included a couple of train tickets so they can jump on the train to get to Bologna. On the Saturday and Sunday, we've included return hotel to circuit coach transfers. So we look after all of that for them. A two-day general admission ticket as well, but they can upgrade to grandstands. Or for those with a bit more of a budget, if they want hospitality, we can do that as well. It's a really great little package uh, with a great experience to, to kick off your weekend.
0: And have you got any special experiences? Because we know you are the masters at doing these
2: little extras that you're not going to expect from anyone else. So on the Friday, the Ducati Museum is our special experience. On Google, it's rated at 4.5 out of 5, and on TripAdvisor, 4.4 out of 5. It's got great ratings. It's been around for 90-plus years. Our guests can check out the factory. They'll get a a guided tour with someone from the factory, and they'll get a chance to see all of Ducati's most iconic and historic road and race bikes beautifully displayed with some incredible interactive experience. What better way to kick off your Italian motorcycle Grand Prix than with a a factory tour or a museum tour at Ducati?
0: 2020 Italian MotoGP. Valentino Rossi's, possibly his last home Grand Prix. It is the home of Ducati. It's the home of Ferrari. It's the home of Lamborghini. All of these manufacturers are within a stone's throw of this circuit. You're going to have awesome accommodation. You're going to have official, yes, official tickets, and you can upgrade them as well. You're going to get a tour of the Ducati factory. You're going to get awesome accommodation. You're going to get transfers to the track. Moto GP, one of the specialities of Sportsnet holidays. Any Moto GP all around the world, whether it be Australia, Malaysia, Indonesia, Spain or Italy, these guys can do it for you. Sportsnet Holidays are your number one choice for GP sports travel around the world. You can give them a call. 1-300-888-858-www.sportsnetholidays.com The Bucket List with BP and Diana Simons.
1: We're going to be chatting to Lily Rock and Roll.
0: Lily, morning. How are you?
3: Good morning. Hey, Diane. hey, BC. Good. Thank
0: you.
1: Yes. How are you? Great. We are so excited to be chatting to you again, Lily. Thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure. I'm so excited.
3: I'm walking on air.
0: Oh, good stuff. <laughs> so so last time we talked to you, you'd just kind of taken out the Australian Air Guitar Championships and you were just about to head to Finland, to Ulu, for the World Air Guitar Championships. How was it? How did you do? And uh, what memories can you bring back?
3: Oh, my goodness. So many memories. Where do I start? Um, look, I guess I'll start by saying it was an incredible experience Experience. It's always a huge adrenaline rush getting up on the world stage and representing Australia. Second time doing it, so I recommend that to any of your bucket listers. I, I did okay. I didn't, I didn't, you know, get right up there, but I, I came about eleventh in the world, so if that's better than last time. I'm pretty happy with that. And don't despair, Australia, because the Ginger Assassin, Alex Roberts. He actually came over and he went into the dark horse competition the night before to try and get through to the world championships. What did he do? He won it out of thirty air guitarists all battling. He smashed it. He burnt the burnt the venue down, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> and uh, he got, he got into the world championships and he came second. So he's wow. done Australia really proud. I think I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was the first time Australia has won the dark horse in 24 years. Oh. So we're getting we're getting better every year. We've just got to keep getting over there and giving it everything we've got. But yeah, Ulu, you know, was beautiful as always. The food's amazing. They've got their gourmet food markets down on the waterfront. Their salmon is, you know, next to none. It's it's the best in the world. And they're very famous for their kebab pizza. So <laughs> we were we were pretty much living off of those. I don't know how they haven't made it to Australia yet. The kebab pizza, what? It's actually just a
1: kebab, no stick on a pizza.
3: Yeah, no, it's like the, the kebab meat. So, you know, here when you get like a beef kebab and it's like marinated, they've decided because they love their kebabs, they love their pizza they've decided to combine the two. So you've got beautiful kebab meat on a pizza and weirdly enough they put like a mayonnaise sauce on it but it actually tastes incredible. (laughs) Are you sure it's not marinated reindeer? Well, that's another option. That's for the more daring. Um, I'm more of a kebab pizza kind of girl myself but um, I have tried the reindeer pizza with the with the mayonnaise. That's like a an acquired taste. To <laughs> mm. <laughs> be in the
0: right mood for it. No, it's sounds, very interesting. Sounds like it. Now, talk us through what actually, because Ulu uh, is probably not famous for absolutely anything else apart from the Air Guitar World Championships. I mean, this place is the mecca in Finland. Nothing else goes on in Finland. Basically, the whole country shuts down. It's a bit like the Melbourne Cup, I guess, in, uh, in Australia. But talk us through what goes on in Ulu over the few days that the Air Guitar World Championship is on.
3: Well, it's, it's interesting, you know, we normally get there early on in the week and it's always very quiet, it's quaint, you've just got all the locals going about their business. They've got um, gourmet markets down by the waterfront and we sort of just be tourists for a few days. So you've got all these air guitars from all over the world in our meeting city. It's just a lovely little town to explore, it's, it's quite northerly, it's pretty close to the Arctic Circle, so if you're lucky you might see the Northern Lights. We, we spend a day camping on a lake as well and, you know, sitting around a campfire, swimming in the cold lake, which is a, a very finished thing to do. So there is really a lot to do um, around the city. And, yeah, of course, on the weekend, then the World Air Guitar Championships kick off and you've got thousands of people just filling up the town centre to watch it. So it's quite an amazing experience quite yeah. spectacle.
0: And it, it is a bit of a party though, isn't it?
3: Oh, it really is. There's, you know, drinking beer and singing karaoke pretty much every <laughs> night. The Finns absolutely love their karaoke. They're mad about it. You know, they're introverts, but you, you know, once you get to have a couple of visitors they they, are, they really come out of their shells. They love it. Are you one of the few Australians there? Um, Yeah, well, we were lucky we had Team Australia this year. So there was, Ginger Assassin and myself representing Australia. And then we had, you know, a couple of organisers and sponsors that represented Signet. They helped us get over there. There's not a whole lot of Australians. Last year, we were lucky to see some Aussies who had actually been travelling in France and they decided to pop over and support us. You know, you never know who you're going to find in the crowd. It it is pretty exciting. But, yeah, it's a real mix. Uh,
0: Now, Lily, Rob the Marquis Messel took it out this year. What was his routine like?
3: He came out asking like a regal seventies cowboy. It was wearing brown crushed velvet with Tassels for days and he played the guitar, I guess you could say like he was making love to it, like there was a lot of sexual energy going on there. Um, He was just incredible and I mean you can't compete with that old chestnut, the 70s regal cowboy like Um, and his style of music was quite different to what you normally see, I mean you normally see a lot of heavy metal, rock and roll and he did more of a sort of a blues rock number so I mean he really I think the judges just loved it the crowd did too. Everyone went crazy. But, you know, the ginger is He gave him a really good run for his money. It was a very close competition. Unusual. What about yourself? Did you wear something uh, eye-catching? <laughs> well, I came out in my, my pink death metal shirt with a rainbow on it and some very tight and it's leggings. You know, I had my my reading glasses on and my hair up in a ponytail. I was a bit awkward and shy, a bit nerdy at the beginning, <laughs> playing with my My Little Ponies. But as soon as those metal rests wrists kicked in, the windmills, the head windmills started up and. The glasses came flying up and the ponytail came out and, and then the real rock queen uh, was unleashed upon the crowd and they seemed to really
0: love it. You obviously qualified for the World Championship through winning the Australian Championships. If anyone wants to get involved with this, how can they go about it? What is their pathway to success and how do they get to Ulu?
3: Well, first of all, you start following Egg Guitar Australia on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Reach out to us, get in touch. We'll give you all the guidance you need, but also just pick up your air guitar and start shredding in your lounge room. Just start doing it. Put on a song, turn it up full door and go for it. You'll have so much fun, you'll want to compete. So every year it's getting bigger. We need more Australians to represent. Um, you will be part of an amazing community. The philosophy is all about world peace. If you're holding an air guitar, you can't hold a gun. You just want to be involved. It's so much fun.
1: Well, Lily, look, do you think you'll be competing again
3: or you'll give it another go? Um, well, um, I mean, being the Australian champion, means getting a spot straight into the, the finals next year and having to defend the title. So why not? Definitely going to give it another crack. It will be the 25th um, anniversary of air guitar in Oulu next year, which is oh. huge. Um, This year we had competitors from Taiwan, Thailand, Iceland, France, USA, Japan, Canada, Australia, and I think next year it's going to be even bigger. I would love to be part of that, so definitely going to give it a red hot crack.
1: Let us know as well when they do all the the championships and the finals in Melbourne, because we'd love to go along and, and watch. Oh,
0: we'd love to have you. You sure you don't want to compete? Guys, in she's in. I'm <laughs> signing her up now.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't have, I just don't have what it is. I haven't been practicing enough. What about you,
3: Beefy? I'm all over it. I think Beefy will do because he's on, quite
0: competitive. get involved. Yeah, no, that's you can count me in.
3: All right, awesome. Well, I'll make sure
1: we reach out to you guys and let you know as soon as the competitions are starting up. We can't wait to see you there. Look, it's always so much fun to, to speak to you. We were so, we were so excited when you went over, and we couldn't wait to catch up with you, <laughs> Lily. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your support. That's Lily rock and roll who's just been to Finland to compete in the Air Guitar Championships on The Bucket List.
2: The Bucket List
0: with BP and Diana Simons.
1: It's the Bucket List. This morning we're chatting to Scott McCulloch, the General Manager of the Travel Money Group. I've actually been clearing out my closets of late and I've noticed quite a few different currency notes from all over the world. I'm not even sure what they're worth. What do you recommend we can do with our leftover currency?
2: A lot of people are returning from holidays, especially the European summer at this time of the year. Australians have got a lot of cash sitting at home, not change. So a few options, you can pop in and see us and we can change that back over for you. We don't accept coins, but we do have a small change, big difference program where you can donate your cash to a better cause in terms of coins. And if you come back and you've got money left on your card, as in your travel money card, you can either change it back to Australian dollars and just use it in a supermarket or a petrol station or however you spend your money that way, or you can cash it out online back into your bank account. So it's pretty easy, really.
0: And obviously, Scott, if you uh, go into a branch and change your money and you're a bit worried about whether you're going to get the best rate possible, every transaction that you guys do in, in store is subject to the rate move guarantee tell us about that
2: that's right BZ. so if you come in the rate moves within your favor in 14 days we'll give you the difference back and we also have a best price guarantee as well so we won't be beaten on price
1: that's fantastic especially with brexit because you never know where the pound's going to go if you want to find out more about travel money Oz and the rate move guarantee lock it in give them a call on 1300 426 997 that's 1300 Four two six nine nine seven, or you can look them up online.
0: Yeah, jump on their website www.travelmoneyoz.com That's travelmoneyoz.com There is the store locator there as well. Di, so if you want to go on a sp- Sports Tour Experience, who are you going to choose?
1: Sportsnet Holidays Beefy, Australia's number one provider of sports travel.
0: They offer travel packages and tours to over 50 of the world's biggest sporting events. Sportsnet takes the stress out of organising travel to those bucket list events.
1: We're talking Wimbledon, we're talking the Monaco Grand Prix, you name it, they go there. And what's more, Sportsnet can provide access beefy to some incredible money-can't-buy experience and they even host their own functions and dinners.
0: The best thing about it as well, all the tickets they have, they're all official, tie.
1: And with these incredible experiences, you get the chance to rub shoulders with the stars of the sport.
0: So whether it's the Australian Open Tennis, this year's Rugby World Cup in Japan, a state of origin, or the Isle of Man TT, Sportsnet will ensure you have the adventure of a lifetime.
1: Make sure if you're going on a holiday to a sporting event, go through Sportsnet Holidays. Sportsnetholidays.com. That's Sportsnetholidays.com.
0: Or give them a call on 1300 888 858 that's 1300 888 858.
1: Sportsnet Holidays. Turn that dream sport trip into a reality.
0: The Bucket List with Beefy and Diana Simons.
1: That rugby World Cup. What's oh, been going semi-final
0: on? time! Die, semi-final time! Today is England versus New Zealand, but nobody cares about that. Actually, it's going to be a belter tonight. Seven o'clock, uh, England, New Zealand. There's going to be an absolute tug of war.
1: Are you? Who's winning? I mean, who's going to win?
0: New Zealand should. If New Zealand oh, play course. like they did last week, then they definitely will. England. It's going to be a hell of a game. Do hell of a game.
1: Fans all around the world love watching New Zealand because you know the All Blacks do the haka. Or is, it, <laughs> is it just yeah. us to get excited about it?
0: I think so. Yeah, I think now New Zealand been dominant for so long. I think people are now tuning in to see them lose. Why? Just is, in that hope. Why are they so good? Is it because they're big blokes? They don't do anything else. If you have you been to New Zealand? <laughs> no. They only do rugby.
1: I don't even they, watch Lord of the Rings. There's so. a little
0: bit of cricket. There's a little bit of sailing, and the girls play netball. That's it. Blokes play rugby there. They don't know anything else.
1: Don't they get some sh- shocking injuries like oh, yeah. from rugby like what? Uh,
0: uh, all sorts. Head wounds normally. Hey, I've got a, a my I'm finally I'm finally having my nose operated on in a couple of weeks' time because of breaking it 10 or 12 times playing rugby. Really? Yeah. They're going to snap my nose off, straighten it up again and put it back in place so I can breathe. They're
1: going to snap it off. They're going to take it off your face they're and put straight- it back They're going to straighten
0: The two bricks out and going to go bang and yeah.
1: So, I mean, you lost your sense of smell? I You're did. You going to be able to smell?
0: I don't know. This is going to be the unknown, isn't it? Um, anyway, let's get back to the rugby.
1: Away from your nose.
0: Wales versus South Africa Sunday night. Mm. This is the big one. This is what the world's come to see. This is what the Japanese public want to see. The people's champs, Wales, taking on the might of the South Africans. A country with three and three, three and a half million people taking on the might of South Africa. There's, you know, 60 million or something. Mm. Will the minnows get to the World Cup final, Die. Will they? You tell me. Let's hope so. This is it. This is what we dream of, Die. World Cup time, Semi-finals. That big spot. Wales never appeared in a World Cup final.
1: Really? Yeah. That must be very exciting. We've been
0: semi-final three times.
1: So at this stage, who do you think really has the best chance of winning the World Cup?
0: Well, the bookies would say New Zealand, and I suppose rugby public would say New Zealand, but... Deep down, let's face it, deep down, everyone wants Wales to win.
1: So, New Zealand. Okay. Everyone
0: wants New Wales. We're the people's champs, Die! New the Zealand. people's champs! New Zealand. Um, well, let's hope England beat them, actually.
1: We're going to chat very soon to Judith Lucy. Judith Lucy's connection with sport was she was in Crackerjack, which was about lawn bowling. We'll chat to Any her. Any other same. connections to sport? We'll find out. She
0: probably loves a drink. It's not a sport. What well, it is at the races.
1: We'll chat to her soon on the bucket list. You know, Beefy, when you're travelling, you never know what's going to happen with the currency market. The currency can fluctuate up or down. That's why it's good to find out more about Travel Money
0: Oz. It doesn't matter how skilled you are how many times you've exchanged before, there is no foolproof way to get the best exchange rate.
1: Unless, of course, you take out Travel Money Oz's rate move guarantee because they can give you that.
0: If you go in store and exchange your currency and the rate moves up or down, they will give you the best rate, and if you lose out, they'll refund the difference, all within 14 days.
1: Winner, winner. One less thing you have to worry about when you're travelling. So make sure you go in-store to activate the Rate Move Guarantee. You can find out where the stores are by calling them on 1-300-426-997. That's 1-300-426-997 to find out more about the Rate Move Guarantee.
0: Or you can just jump on their internet site, travelmoneyoz.com. That's Travel Money oz. Com. The Bucket List with Beefy and Diane Simons.
3: It's The
1: Bucket List this morning. We have a special guest, Brian Early. It is Miss Judith Lucy. Welcome, Judith. Good. Good morning. Can
4: I say I'm I'm so excited because I reckon I've been a comedian for over 30 years and this is my first interview on SEN.
0: Wow. Wow. There you go. We are truly honoured.
4: Really, we're breaking new ground all over the place. Comedian and also a movie star because you were in one of my all-time favourite Aussie movies, Cracker Jack. That's lovely but let's be frank, it was nearly 20 years ago so I think movie star, you're really running with the ball but God bless you for doing that. I really appreciate it. Let's not forget, I also played a racist pub owner in the Sapphires. I've got to ask you though,
1: being a sports station, you were in Cracker Jack. Did you actually ever play Lawn Bowls?
4: Well, we did. We did to kind of, well, get into the swing of it for the movie. And um, look, I mean, I think you know that one of the reasons Mick and Richard wrote the film is because they actually started drinking at their local Lawn Bowls club. And Lawn Bowls is a game that does very much embrace alcohol. So yeah, I uh, I love having a bit of a bowl.
0: Jude, do, do you know it's the most dangerous sport on the planet as well?
4: Um, I'm guessing that's because the people that play it are not that young. <laughs> no, that's so it. they have a couple of shandies and drop dead of a heart attack. But really, what a way to go.
0: Uh-huh, exactly right. Cheap beer, probably a cheap funeral as well.
4: <laughs> well I, I don't know about that. <laughs> but <laughs> but it was good popping on the uh, on the out on the outfit, and I think um, uh, you know I looked pretty hot in it. So uh, it's it's good to know that when I get to that age, that world will hopefully embrace me, and I and I can look forward to dropping dead while I'm playing one day.
0: Exactly, that's my dream, Jude. I mean, I'm the world's biggest sports fan, so uh, my dream is to actually uh, you know pass away happily in a in my theatre of sport.
4: Well. This is where we differ greatly. But, you know, it, maybe lawn bowls can bring us together.
0: Oh, well, let's hope so. That would be awesome.
1: So, uh, Jude, you're uh, you're doing some, um, some great work at the moment. Tell us about Stand Up for Space to Be. It's a comedy fundraiser.
4: I certainly will. So, Space to Be is a great social enterprise, which conveniently is just around the corner from me, uh, hence my involvement. I like to do things for free, but only if I can walk to them. But it's a great social enterprise. <laughs> That supports refugees, asylum seekers, and newly arrived immigrants, it helps them to become financially independent through creative enterprise and mentoring. Yes, I did memorize that straight from the website. But look, it- if anyone, especially because it's it's in St Kilda, it's it's fantastic. They've got a great shop that is full of stuff that people have have made that you know sort of embraces all cultures. They've got an amazing little cafe, but of course to keep going they need a bit of financial support. So we are having a night of stand up comedy and music for them. So it's myself. I mean, really, that's all you need to know, surely. <laughs> but um, there are other funny people on board. The wonderful Colin Lane from the magnificent Lane. Woodley is hosting the night. Geraldine Hickey is another amazing comedian. She's doing it. Danielle Walker is a newer lady, a newer funny lady. She's also hilarious. And then bringing it all home, we have Eugene Hamilton and the money. uh, So you can get your your funky thing on and have a bit of a boogie. I'm going to quote myself here because the line on the poster is what the people at Space to Be do is really top shelf. Please come along, laugh, dance, and feel less like an asshole. Oh. And I think that really sums up the spirit of the evening.
0: Yeah, that's a mantra to live by as well.
4: It really is. Let's take that when we go bowling.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Now, this year you've been uh, touring your Judith Lucy versus Men uh, show around. Obviously, it was at the Comedy Festival, and it's been uh, been on the road as well. How's that gone down? Well,
4: you know better than a poke in the eye beefy, which is all anyone can can ever ask for um I noticed you did get a particular tone in your voice when you when you said the title of the show, but honestly the the only person I'm really you know pouring crap on is me, I have to say, but um, yeah, no, look, I'm always grateful when people pay money to see me. And, uh, <laughs> I'm 51, and people still keep doing it. So I am just remain grateful.
0: So we've got you up early on a Saturday morning. What would your normal Saturdays entail nowadays, apart from lying till midday?
4: Well, I know comedians probably have this reputation because we do tend to work a lot at night. But, you know... That is currently offset for me by being menopausal, which means that I'm not really sleeping at all. So I woke up at about 3 a.m. So look, I've done a workout. I've popped off to the shops. I'll probably, you know, have a wine and be passed out by 11am. That's great, because we were told
1: not to ring you too early, so we did leave it right to the end of the program, Judith, so we didn't expect well, you to really sound so happy. I
4: appreciate it. <laughs> I am happy, but in a totally demented kind of way.
1: Now, I must ask you, Judith, this show is called The Bucket List, and uh, most of our guests have some sort of thing that they would like to tick off on their bucket list, whether it's sporting or non-sporting. Is there something on yours that you're just
4: itching to do? Well, do you know what? I did something recently that was so amazing that I want to do it again. Can I mention that? Or of course is that you not can. Right? You can mention
0: whatever you like.
4: Well, um, and it's also a little bit of a plug for another kind of organisation. I actually went snorkelling at Ningaloo Reef in Exmouth and WA. And I went snorkelling with humpback whales and whale sharks. And this is remarkable for me because I can barely swim. And in fact, I was so overwhelmed when I saw a humpback whale, I actually forgot to breathe and kind of started drowning. But look, outside of that, it was just an amazing experience. Experience. And I am going to also say that Ningaloo Reef is kind of under threat at the moment from a, a, a pipeline facility that a multinational called C7 wants to put in Exmouth Gulf. So I would urge people, A, to go and snorkel at Ningaloo Reef because it is honestly one of the most amazing experiences you'll ever have. And we all know that, really, sadly, the Great Barrier Reef is not in great nick. But Ningaloo Reef is actually still one of the last healthy coral reefs left in the world. And if you want to do something to protect it, I would also urge you to check out the Protect Ningaloo website. How colourful is the coral when you're swimming? Um, The coral is absolutely amazing. It's it's really bright, but... I guess I was more overwhelmed by the dolphins, mm-hmm. the turtles, and as I say, the whales. You'll just see everything. The dugongs it's like it, it blew my tiny little mind. But um, the whole place, because, of course, it's, it's amazing. Well, I don't know why I say, of course. I grew up in WA and I didn't know about it. But X-Mouse is, you've got the amazing ranges, which are that incredible red dirt, mm-hmm. and then that meets this pristine white sand, and then you've got the clearest blue water you'll ever see. So it's such a great place to go.
1: Dugongs, I believe they're
4: actually also known in America as manatees, manatees and they're yeah.
1: very affectionate. Did you uh, get close up to a dugong or any of the other ones? I'm
4: dating one, we're <laughs> a gay and we're going to be married. So there you go, single ladies. You might also meet a fish you want to marry. Uh,
1: here's a little fact about the dugongs. In fact, um, they have teeth so far down their their mouth. That they're impossible to bite. It's impossible for them to bite you.
0: Give you a good suck.
1: They do. They do. I didn't
4: know that I'd learn a fun fact like that. Fun facts all the time, dude, on our show. Oh, you've given me a gift. (laughs) I just did not realise that.
0: There's one in the, uh, there's one, uh, just one, that lives in the Cocos Islands. It got lost and it can't be bothered to leave. Uh, Cat, it's called, but it needs a partner, but it gets a bit lonely.
4: Well, maybe I should head out there.
0: Yeah.
1: Actually, they've also got them in America, I think.
0: Manatees in Florida. Yeah, they Florida. live in Florida. Now, they the get... problem
1: is they're too
4: friendly and they keep getting hit by uh, speedboats. Speed yeah. They
0: have to have guards. Can you
4: know, I just ask? I, I, I honestly, when I agreed to do this interview, and you were very kind to let me come on the show, I didn't realise that I would have hit such a, such a spot with dugongs. I didn't know this was something that the bucket list was particularly interested in. Oh, is this an ongoing interest?
0: It is now. Tell you what, do go chat.
4: Who knew? Who, Who knew? knew when I was coming on to talk about <laughs> the space to be benefit, that we'd all light up when dugongs were mentioned. Yeah, Exactly.
1: But look, best of luck Judith Lucy, with your support for Stand Up For Space To Be. It sounds absolutely amazing. Good on you for doing that. That's a comedy fundraiser at Memo Hall on the 31st of October.
4: Thanks so much for having me on guys because I think we all know I'm not the sportiest person in the world so I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot.
1: You're a lot sportier than we thought. First of all, we know that you played lawn bowls and you've been... um,
0: Snorkeling. Snorkeling. (laughs) Who
4: You yeah. Know? Look at. I can actually move. Occasionally, I get out of bed, and if I, you know, on my way to a bar, sometimes I'll do something sporty.
0: Can't ask more than that, can we, Jude? Thanks.
4: You really can't. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time this morning, Judith. Thanks, guys. See you on the lawn bowls, whatever they call
0: it. It's a rink.
4: There you go. You're all over it. <laughs> gongs and lawn bowls. We've all learned something. It's my see specialist. you guys. It's
0: my specialist subject. Have a good weekend, <laughs> Jude. Please all the best.
4: You on the back you of the
1: too.
0: list. Um, look, it's Cox Plate this weekend. Mooney Valley, massive horse race, $3 million to the winner. Cox Plate's always a big day out there. MotoGP Phillip Island tomorrow. So Melbourne's kicking in. I think it's um, uh, the Hancock Australian Short Course Swimming Championships at MSAC as well this weekend in uh, Melbourne. There is loads of stuff going on. Remember, die the people's chabs, Wales! We need to get to the World Cup final.
1: Go New Zealand.
0: Well, they might win anyway. But uh, have a great weekend of sport, everybody. Be safe, be good, be active. See you next Saturday.